Welcome to Dream Business Radio, the place to create your dream business now. Get ready for some inspiration, some encouragement, some proven business building strategies, and a couple of new ideas that you haven't even thought of. It's time to leave slow and steady as she goes to the other entrepreneurs, because this program is all about speed and fast results. And now, broadcasting from his floating home somewhere in the Atlantic Ocean, the dream business coach himself, Jim Palmer. Well, hello there, everybody. This is Captain Jim Palmer, your dream business coach, and we're here for another great episode of Dream Business Radio. Got a very, very special episode this week. I'm going to interview uh, a very good friend of mine, a longtime uh, associate, and soon to be, I predict, best-selling author. His name is Adam Homey. Uh, before I get there, let me tell you, this show is brought to you by my new Facebook group. Well, I don't know if I call it new anymore. I started about the end of end of uh, 2017, somewhere around Thanksgiving. So we're about 60 days in. We got 240 members or so, entrepreneurs and small business owners who come together to help each other, to support each other, encourage each other, get questions answered. You know, I'm in there a lot doing. Um, I do free training Tuesday. It's a really cool group, and you definitely want to be part of it. Uh, if you're in Facebook, you can just put in the search. Build your dream business now. If you're uh, listening somewhere else, you can uh, use the handy-dandy URL, which is dreambizgroup.com, dreambizgroup.com, and uh, you know just be part of our dream business community. It's, it's really, really exceeding all my expectations. It's fun. It's, we're doing profit seats, all kinds of things. Anyway, really excited to get to this week's show. Let me tell you about Adam Homey. The professional bio, not my own personal introduction. Adam Homie is the founder and creator of the Business Creators Institute, and he helps emancipate the power of information and win at the game of business and marketing so you spend less time editing and maintaining and more time educating your audience and monetizing your business. He's the host of the very popular Business Creators radio show, of which I think I've been on at least twice, maybe three times, and have spoken around the country at events including Dream Business Academy, the Amazon Sellers Playbook, Advanced Marketing Minds, and the Mind Capture Boot Camp. For years, Adam has been the secret weapon in the arsenal of dozens of top internet marketers, executive marketing uh, solution providers, and professional service providers, such as attorneys, accountants, medical professionals, and the like. And, you know, I'll just add, uh, I met Adam about a dozen years ago, and um, he started doing some work for me. He built, rebuilt my first piece of crap website and just has really done amazing things for me. I'd tell you all the things he's done for me, but you're going to want them done. And he doesn't do those anymore. <laughs> he, only, uh, he only works with a few high-level um, clients, and uh, I'm, I'm really honored. Please call him friends. So stay tuned. You're going to love the interview that I did with Adam. Hey, Adam, how you doing? Jim, pleasure to have me aboard. Uh, seems like the weather's fine here on the floating home this morning. The weather's always fine on the floating home. Life is good on the floating home, as they say. <laughs> it really is. Uh, we're we're basking in uh, 70 degrees of sunshine, which is not too shabby for the end of January. Not much different than I'm accustomed to. Um, so I did an intro before... Uh, before we jumped on and um, told everybody how amazing you are and how much of a well, thank you how much of a great support you've been to me and um, and things like that now the reason I think I don't know I, th I think I mentioned in the intro that I had been on your program two or three times and I think I've had you on two or three times on uh, my podcast 
At least, that's very true, and you're one of our very popular guests on the Business Creators Radio Show. We try and have you over once per year. Uh, our listeners demand it. If anybody, if anybody's uh, podcast is sagging a little bit, just have me on. <laughs> uh, that's not that sounded wrong. <laughs> so anyway, uh, we always have fun when we're uh, when we're chatting. So Adam, I'm so excited for you because I know you've had this. So you know, you know, I always teach uh, my coaching clients: you got to write a book, you got to write a book, and it's just like so many people. It is a time-consuming thing, and you, just like everybody else, want to do it right, and you've got a zillion, you know, irons in the fire, so to speak. But I'm just so thrilled and excited for you because your new book, as you and I are recording this, is about is about seven to ten days from launching on a very specific date. And um, folks, the name of Adam's book is called Groundhog Day is an event. It's not a marketing strategy. And I, I remember uh, Adam and I having some chats about, you know, kind of the theme and the name. And it seems like so many entrepreneurs just keep doing the same thing, kind of like the movie. They wake up and hear Sonny and Cher sing, and they go, oh, maybe we'll send an email. Oh, maybe we'll do this. And they just keep doing the same thing and expect different results. So I think your book is going to really hit a chord with a lot of people, Adam. Give us a, give, give us a little synopsis about, about this uh, book. Well, here's what I've noticed. Uh, what you alluded to one of the themes already is it seems like no matter what we do in our businesses, whether we get new clients, whether we launch new products and services, whether we benefit from a great speaking engagement or media exposure, uh, when the dust settles, we find ourselves at the same level of profitability and revenue, and it seems like we keep ending up back at this exact same point. And then we also notice it seems like we're dealing with the same problems that we thought we solved, but it keeps coming back and we're having the same conversations over and over and over again, like that movie Groundhog Day, where the guy was condemned to live the same day over and over and over again. In addition, when we study the habits of groundhogs, the behavior of groundhogs, we discover a few things. I cover this extensively inside the book, but I'll highlight just a few things. Okay. They did a study of groundhog burrows. And they found this one burrow, it was just an average size, but it was 14 feet long. It was buried five feet in the ground. And in order to dig out that burrow, the groundhog had to displace 640 pounds of dirt. Mm. Now, most of you know a groundhog is about the third the size of an average house cat. And this is tiny little creature. And by itself, this groundhog displaced 640 pounds of dirt. The analogy I want you to think about are the things that are burrowed beneath the surface of your business that you don't even recognize are there because they're burrowed underneath. And how deep it goes and how much it can displace, it can get in the way of or nurture your success. Because in some ways, the groundhog, by displacing all that dirt, helps the farmer because that dirt is fresh dirt that gets moved to the surface that can be used to plant stuff. So in some ways they help the farmer, but in some ways they harm the farmer as well because you hear these stories. The farmer will be going along, they'll be driving their tractor, and next thing you know, the tractor tips sideways and falls right into the ground. It's because they ran over a groundhog burrow and the ground underneath was not solid enough to sustain the weight of that tractor, so it capsized right into the dirt. Oh, goodness. So there's something that um, – two questions I want to ask you. One is referencing um... – Something that Gordon Gecko has often said, yes. or, or is, who is reported to have said it, got twisted a little bit. But um, there's something that a lot of people want in their business. Um, I don't know. I'm going to think how I want to ask this question, so I just divulge all that. Now you know what I'm talking about because you know we're we're 
pretty close here. There's something oh, yeah. that a lot of people want in their business, and they think it's the panacea. It's with a thing that's going to propel them forward and turn the corner. So what is that? You reveal what we're talking about, what I'm alluding to, and then you tell me um, if they should be pursuing that. Oh, I know what you're referring to, and I've done this. At, and I've done this when I've spoken at Dream Business Academy. I'll get up on stage in front of a bunch of business creators, like the awesome people who come to your events, Jim, mm -hmm. and I'll say to them, "The last thing you need or want in your business is to get traffic to your website." And they'll stare at me like I have three heads, and I just said the Earth is flat. In fact, as you well know. Uh, somebody made an assassination attempt on me right at Dream Business Academy because I said that. Jokingly, of course. <laughs> yeah. so, when, I show, when I show her the picture, she denies it was her. But anyway, uh, here's why I say that. When we think of traffic, we think of people all headed to the same place. You have a thousand cars that are all trying to get onto a road that was designed for a hundred cars headed to work in the morning, being held up, uh, having their energy sapped out of them, and then the same thing when they're trying to come home. That's what I think of when I think of traffic and the reason why I work from my home office or my balcony. Uh, when I think of website, what is a website? Is that an about page, a sales page, a webinar registration page, a podcast page? I could go on and on and on. It could, a website can be any one of those things, and a website can contain any one of those things. So what I prefer that business creators aim for is to get visitors to your web pages. Visitors who are pre-qualified, prepped and pumped, the three P's of website conversions, and by web page, you're directing them to a specific page where they'll take a specific action that will be clear and simple for them to follow. See what I've done here, Jim, is, I mean, of course you want traffic to your website. I mean, that's like, that's like saying that uh, you're gonna try and live without oxygen if you don't want traffic to your website. But what I'm doing here is I'm renaming my terms. Almost anybody who deals with marketing, uh, prospect acquisition, uh, lead generation is going to be doing strategies that bring traffic to your website. Now, if you're in this market and you're saying traffic to your website, well, how many different ways under the sun can you develop, bring traffic to your website? What I'm doing is I'm simply renaming the concept so that it stands out. I'll give you another example. Uh, you know, your great friend Bob Berg, who says all things being equal, people do business with people they know, like, and trust. I'm paraphrasing him. I'm not sure if I'm getting the language exactly right. And you know that Bob is absolutely right about this. And along with that, a lot of people will talk about marketing and customer relationships will talk about know, like, and trust. So what I do is I refer to something called the website conversion conversation or the sales conversion conversation, which I define as the process of giving people the of helping people getting to know you so they find their reasons to like you enough to trust you enough to consider investing in you. So yeah, I'm talking about no like and trust, but I'm just starting one step earlier with a phrase that I coined so that it stands out a little bit further. So I start by talking about either the website conversion conversation or the sales conversion conversation, depending on the topic in the audience, and then I explain it as being the no like and trust continuum. Awesome. You know, uh, Mr. Gordon Gecko from Wall Street movie fame, yes. um, it's always reported that he says greed is good. I, he, sled a, he said a slight variation of that, but is greed good in your opinion? Here's what you have to look at. Uh, I will get up in front of audiences and I'll show a picture of Gordon Gecko at the Teldar Papers stakeholders meeting or shareholders meeting. Right. And I'll say, what were those three famous words he said? And people will shout out, greed is good. 
But the fact is, he never said green is good. You can go back and watch the movie. There are a hundred clips of that scene on YouTube. You can find any one of them. The fact is, his actual words were, greed, for lack of a better word, is good. Now, this is where we start to get into the, the workings of the human mind. When we were kids, and Jim, maybe this happened to you or maybe it happened to a classmate of yours, did somebody ever get caught with a candy bar or a piece of candy by the teacher? And then the teacher said, ah, 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 ah little Jimmy, no, 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 no. You're not going to eat candy. In fact, tomorrow, you're going to bring candy for everybody in the class. Did you ever see that happen? Yes. And the reason they, the teacher did that was to teach a lesson on how not to be greedy. We're taught that greed is bad. Greed is evil. Greed is awful. You don't want to be a greedy person. So to say greed is good, in one way is a pattern interrupt, in another way is contrarian, but it also goes up against a confirmation bias, like, are you kidding me? Greed's not good. Greed's absolute evil. And, and I remember the time these greedy people stole my cat and stole my vacuum cleaner and ran both of them together, and it was a very bad thing. Very greedy, awful people. So when we change the language, when we say greed, for lack of a better word, is good, now we're sidestepping the confirmation bias and we're allowing for a, con for a conversation to happen. We're not saying that greed is good or bad. We're saying greed is something. We're just saying that at the moment, for lack of a better word, greed is good because we're looking to define the terms. Uh, what I also like to do when I get up on the stages is, is, like um, is I like to read off the Gordon Gecko speech that we're referring to here, and uh, that will... And that kind of brings it into release. Let me just find it here. Okay, I got it. Here we go. The point is, ladies and gentlemen, that greed, for lack of a better word, is good. Greed is right. Greed works. Greed clarifies, cuts through, and captures the essence of the evolutionary spirit. Greed in all of its forms, greed for life, for money, for love, knowledge, has marked the upward surge of mankind. And greed, you mark my words, will not only save Teldar paper, but that other malfunctioning corporation called the USA. Now, I believe I've heard you teach that it's easier to serve from an overflowing cup than it is to give your last dime. So we want to take care of ourselves in order to take care of others. Now, if somebody uh, decides to donate $250,000 and the result of that is that five underprivileged youths get to go to college, it could be that they made the donation because it was a chair it was a tax write-off and it put them into a lower tax bracket so they owed less money to uncle sam it could be they donated the money because they just love getting featured in the newspaper and winning the awards from the local community organizations for their good deeds maybe they get an ego boost off of that and it's something that drives them but the fact is are five youths now going to college for those for those reasons so you have somebody who may be being quote-unquote selfish or quote-unquote greedy but are we getting a lot of good stuff done as a result of that? Yes, we are. And I would argue that uh, perhaps greed is not necessarily bad or not necessarily good, but it's definitely something because it motivates us to move toward the intersection of our brilliance and passion, which is where we all deserve to live. You know, um, you're the creator of something, and I've, 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 again, I'm... I'm asking, but I already know, but I can't wait for our audience to hear this. You're the creator of the spring formula, which is really brilliant when you think about the whole Groundhog Day as an event. What is it? We're, they're trying to see if spring is either around the corner or if there's six more weeks of winter. So tell me about the spring formula as it relates to being a business owner. 
All right, so let me back up one or two steps. Uh, the book that's coming out, which is called, the actual title is Groundhog Day is an Event, Not a Business Strategy. It's designed to unearth the issues that are burrowed beneath the surface of your business so you, as an entrepreneur and business creator, can finally grow your business and thrive at the intersection of your brilliance and passion. Now, I'm drawing on nearly two decades of lessons from successes and failures. Inside the book, we have a series of stories. Uh, sometimes they're uh, stories about things that actually happened to me. Sometimes they're stories about things that happened with my friends. Uh, sometimes we uh, edit them for dramatic purposes, like you see in the movies sometimes, and we change the names. But they're all based on things that have actually happened to me and things that have happened uh, to or with friends of mine. Sometimes when I put, tell the stories about myself, I'm the hero. Sometimes I'm the villain because the fact is I think we all have a little bit of Tony Montana in all of us. In fact, there's a whole section on him inside the book. So what we're going to do is we're going to go through these two decades of lessons, and we're going to bring together some of the key concepts in an exciting, entertaining storybook format. So as you quickly move through the pages, you may find yourself seeing another point of view. Now I'm going to say that again. As you quickly move through the pages, you may well find yourself seeing another point of view. You're going to want to get the book and look at one of the sections on how to give testimonials and how to phrase things that you post online because I just did a serious mind boggle right there that positioned something that you may or may not see depending on your truth. Another thing you want to look up. So let's get to the spring formula. What this does is it gets you out of the winter cold. Think of the groundhog. When the groundhog comes out and the question is, does the groundhog see its shadow? Are we going to have spring starting today or are we going to have six more weeks of winter? We want to get to the warmth and sunshine of springtime in your business by addressing six key areas. The first is science of the mindset. And that's about harnessing the positive power of your imperfect past to drive your current and future success. I'm going to give you three words. Up until now, that's a formula you're going to learn. The P is prospect attraction. And this focuses heavily on what you need to do to stop repelling prospects without even realizing you're doing so. So often, just by the use of our language, we end up putting up barriers between ourselves and our prospects, and then we wonder why they walk away from the table just when we thought we had the deal closed. The R is the ripple effect from team members and how to avoid it. The fact is, uh, depending on what you're doing internally, how you're managing your meetings, how you're communicating with your people, how you're bringing your people closer to the mission and vision of your organization, you could be sapping and discouraging their energy and making them less likely to want to work with you. What that translates to is a, into a ripple effect that they'll take out on your customers. They won't go the extra mile. They'll phone it in. So what we want to do is inspire your people to give their all and render exceptional customer service. The I is identify and then take new customers. And Jim, this is actually where we cite you a little bit inside the book. So your listeners will be excited to know that we um, take a couple great Jim Palmer concepts and we add them to the Groundhog recipe as well. And what we focus on is the difference between a purchaser and a customer, or as you might call it, a transaction and a customer. You know what I'm talking about? Exactly. Very big deal. And we spent an entire chapter on the transition between the transaction and the customer, because just because somebody gave you money doesn't make them your customer. There's a few more things you need to do. The N is naming your terms with powerful language. And this is about flipping the script, changing a few words, and watching your success results multiply. I'll give you one example. 
Uh, Jim, have you ever heard in coffee, and maybe you even said yourself, you say, you know, wouldn't you agree that owning a boat is the most awesome thing in the world? Oh, I've said that myself. <laughs> I know. I know. I, I know. And the fact is you invited an argument by doing so. Because when you said, don't you agree, or wouldn't you agree that owning a boat is the greatest thing in the world, there are a lot of people out there who used to own boats who it just wasn't for them, or they got sick of the oh, acronym. come out of the woodwork. Exactly. Oh, do you know what boat stands for? Oh, my God. Don't do that's it. it. Don't that's do just it. Where, that's just where I was going. Boats. B-O-A-T. Break out another thousand. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Yes. However, if you change your terms and you say, I agree, living on a boat can be the most awesome thing in the world, then the fact is you're simply agreeing with it without challenging anybody else's point of view. So you personally agree with that, but it's not like you're calling on somebody else to state their agreement. So when you agree that the more you enlist the help of others, the greater you're able to serve the world, or you state your agreement that charity can be a great thing, the less likely you are to invite challenges to that. It's a very, very simple way of turning things. Uh, here's another one. Uh, have you ever heard somebody uh, make an offer to their audience and they say that uh, you have two payment options? You can make three payments of $199 or you can pay in full for just 497 Yes. Yeah, that's a very harsh thing to do to somebody. I mean, do you want it to be painful for them to purchase? No, you want to make it as easy as possible for people to give you money. <laughs> So damn it, don't say pay in full because now you're getting the phonological ambiguity and you're saying this is you're saying they're gonna pay till it hurts. Yeah. These are little things and we cover a whole bunch of them. Some of them have greater impact and are more obvious. But the more we can stack the deck and break down the walls and increase communications between you, the business creator, and your prospects, audience, and customers, the more you're going to experience the success you desire and deserve. Now let's get to the G which is greater efficiency and service through minimalism. This is actually a very short chapter, and that's for a reason. It's minimalistic. We're, look <laughs> we're looking for simplicity. It's mostly about asking a few questions. Uh, one thing, uh, Jim, that I know you're going to love when you see the book is we have an entire subsection in there about uh, Charles Emerson Winchester III. Oh you and I have discussed we're both uh, fans of the TV show MASH. Now, we're not going to get into whether Frank Burns or Charles Winchester was the better foil for Hawkeye and Trapper BJ or anything like that, but there was something that Charles said in the very first episode when they introduced him and he was uh, brought in to do the surgery on the guy who was having the aneurysm. I think I know what it is. He said, I do one thing at a time. And I do it very well. I do well. It very well, <laughs> and then I move on. Yes. Well, that gets into the principle, that gets into the topic of multitasking, and uh, I actually cite some studies and articles on the topic of multitasking and how that's actually potentially a very bad thing. And it can cost you over 20 minutes every time you attempt to do it. So this is another reason you want to look at. So again, S-P-R-I-N-G, science of the mindset, prospect attraction, ripple effect from team members and how to avoid it, identifying and take new customers, Name your terms with powerful language and greater efficiency and service through minimalism. All of this with a focus on the little things that are burrowed beneath the surface that could be unearthing a lot of dirt that could right now be tripping you up, slowing you down, or stopping you, or could be used to nurture your business to make your grass greener. Good stuff. Man, it's almost been a half an hour already, but I want to keep you for a few more minutes, Adam. You mentioned earlier about barriers. What are some of the barriers that 
uh, entrepreneurs either face or put in front of their own uh, uh, their own steps? Wow, <laughs> that's that's a lot of them. I, I mentioned a couple of the linguistics right now by saying, don't you agree, and how that actually creates a barrier because it creates an argument when you're trying to get somebody to agree to buy from you or invest in you. Uh, here's, let me see how I can do this in a way that your audience will find interesting and entertaining. Uh, okay, this may or may not be a direct answer to the question, but I think this has to do with barriers. Uh, if, Jim, have you ever known anybody? I know you and uh, your wife, Stephanie, have been together for almost 40 years. You've had an awesome marriage, and you've been very blessed to have a great wife and a great marriage and four awesome children and some great-grandchildren. Uh, I mean, great-grandchildren is in they're great and they're grandchildren. I don't think you're a great-grandfather. <laughs> no. Yeah, yeah. That, there's a lot more years on the boat before we get there. But, but do you know somebody or does Steph know somebody who is constantly complaining about this lying, cheating, loser jerk that they have in their life that they keep going back to. Yes. You know what I'm talking about. Yep. Uh, and, you know, I, I know people that have been there myself, and it's like, why do you keep going back to this person? All they do is make you miserable. In fact, the same person who's always complaining has their perfect person checklist, so the perfect person for them if they just meet these 20 things on this checklist they will throw everything away for this person but meanwhile they've already met that person in fact they already know that person and you say hey well what about steve here uh they that they seems like your prince charming and they'll say no you kidding me he's boring i mean he's nice and all but he's not what i'm looking for oh by the way this lying cheating loser jerk can you believe what this bastard said to me last night but you know where your friend's gonna be tonight Mm. And it keeps going back and forth over and over and over like again. Like Groundhog Day. Like Groundhog Day, yes. So what I do is I urge I urge the audience to think about what you can do to become a lying, cheating, loser, jerk yourself. Now, that doesn't mean actually be a lying, cheating, loser, jerk. But here is where I think the lying, cheating, loser, jerk has things a little bit cornered as far as the marketplace. Uh, it doesn't matter what your audience says they want. Because in many cases, they're saying they want something because society expects them to say it. Think about that movie, Miss Congeniality. Remember they do the beauty pageant scene and the Sandra Bullock, char Sandra Bullock character is asked you know, what she believes is the thing we need more of in the world. And she says, that would be, that would be greater punishment for parole violators, Stan. <laughs> and the audience goes silent. And then she says, smiles that big radiant Sandra Bullock smile of hers and says, and world peace. Yeah. And the audience erupts. Uh, so, so what we're dealing with here is uh, there's an element of programming what we're expected to say. Uh, the, the, the people in the audience are programmed that they're supposed to cheer when the beauty pageant contestant says, world peace. Because we all want world peace. But the fact is, they might go to the ballot box and elect a candidate who promises uh, stronger punishments for parole violators. So the difference is between what we say we want, which in many cases we're doing because we believe we're supposed to, or what we think we want, because that's the conscious mind. And we need to find out from our audience what they respond to, because that's the thing that's going to get them to sign on the line that is dotted and fill out the online registration form that is secure. And in order to do that, we need to access what their truth is, not what the truth is, what their truth is. 
based on their unique experiences that only they have ever had. It's awesome stuff, man. I, I know we could go for another half hour, but uh, the clock, I could. Di- clock, clock dictates everything. I want all my listeners, I want you to go out and get Adam's book, Groundhog Day is an Event, Not a Business Strategy. Where can they do that, Adam? Well, uh, by the time this interview airs, uh, it'll be on Amazon, and uh, we'll also have a website up, uh, www.thegroundhogbook.com. Nice. And um, what's your home base if people want to uh, learn more about you and, and how you can serve them? Well, uh, I say that uh, there's a few things they can do. Check out uh, the Business Creators Radio Show where we help you win at the game of business and marketing. Within the next year, you're going to see Jim Palmer again. Um, our business website is www.businesscreatorsinstitute.com. And we have a free resource kit that you can sign up for right now that has tens of hours of training for business creators, all in the house, my compliments. And uh, I also, I'm just going to make this offer, connect with me on social media. I look forward to getting to know great new people. Um, We're going to be starting a a new community, I believe, on Facebook, I think, is where we're going to do it. And uh, we're going to have a lot of fun with this. So please send me a request or send me a message. Just say that you heard me on Jim Palmer's Dream Business Podcast so I know from where you come and I know where the conversation is going and we'll have a great time. Awesome. Adam, thanks so much for being my special guest this week. Thank you very much for having me. It's always a pleasure. Hey, folks, that wraps up this very special episode of Dream Business Radio. Remember, you want to connect with me also on uh, social media. Come over to my free Facebook group, which is Build Your Dream Business Now. We're doing free training, free information, answering your questions. We do live training on Tuesdays. It's a hell of a good time. It's a lot of resources there. Um, If you're in Facebook, you can just put in Build Your Dream Business Now. If you're somewhere else, you put in Dream Biz Group, dreambizgroup.com, and that will forward you right to there. And um, come join the Dream Business community. Until next week, another great episode of Dream Business Radio. I am Captain Jim, the Dream Business Coach, and you take good care. Now it's time to go implement what you've learned. Great ideas are nice, but results only happen through action and implementation. So stay focused. Kick all distractions to the curb. Sleep a little less if you have to. And create your dream business now so you too can live your dream lifestyle. To learn about building your dream business, join Jim's free Dream Business Facebook community at dreambizgroup.com. That's dreambizgroup.com. See you next week for more Dream Business Radio.